Theodore. <laughs> Hello, Nicole. Well, welcome to my home. <laughs> no one's ever called me Nicole. Really? That's fine, though. You gotta return the favor. Nikki, so. yeah. Has anyone called you Theodore? Only you. I love it's it. It's a first. And how do you feel? I feel empowered, actually. Good. Because you feel good. Yeah. Yes, I love to hear that. <laughs> do I have this regal presence? I, I would say know. so. Yeah. So... Welcome to Cautious Little Heart. Thank you. Yeah, it's an we're, honor to be here, truly. It's great to have you. We're in we're in my home in Southern yeah. California. One of your only in-person guests, That's I've been right. told, so I feel honored for that, too. Hopefully, many more. We'll, um, <laughs> you'll, where, where, where we build it. Yeah, I'm really come. excited to see where this goes. Yeah, so, me too. I really admire your sense of community and, you know, your, your passion for, for building that, and it's great. Oh, thank you. That means a lot, and I feel the same way about you. Aw. We're, we're really doing it. Yes. We're really doing it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. You're you're like a a magnet of like positivity and kindness. Oh. I'm I'm not just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are. So um dear listeners, I am with Teddy Bear with me. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bear underscore with me. Mm-hmm. Correct? On Instagram, correct. On Instagram. And then Fett is no no underscore, so mm-hmm. similar to <laughs> So Teddy and I met at Capcom this year. We did. And uh, just became good friends. And Teddy's been traveling and I was like, yo, let's hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I've uh, one of my passions is adventuring, and so I've been on this crazy cross-country journey, and I uh, just happened to land in Nikki's town, and you know, met up, and here we are. So. That's right. <laughs> We've been having fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, welcome to Cautious Little Heart. Why don't you tell us how this all started for you, Mr. What, Theodore? What the podcast? I came into your house and. You know, we won't okay. share it. <laughs> I'm glad that people have that info. <laughs> Walked through the threshold of my home, my hobbit hole. Yes. Um, it's a lovely home. Yeah. So how about a little before that? Yes. Like... Okay, we'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm what I like to call a factory installed uh, DL. So this is something that I've had my entire life. I was born with it. Always had the fascination um, for diapers. Uh, it's just a part of me. It's it's just who I am. It's part of my identity. And so, you know, I have some theories on, like, where it started. You know, there's some, some trauma with, you know, like, there was, like, an abusive babysitter when I was around two or three years old. So I started off the first two years of my life with my mom. She was staying at home. Uh, it was great. It was warm. It was welcoming. Um, and then she went back to work, as parents do. And um, I, my first babysitter was abusive in certain ways i mean physically abusive slapping and but the general gist of it was just a very unsafe environment and so what i've you know my theory this is all theory i don't know if psychologically it pans out right i mean some of you might pan me for this but you know my brain was like okay well i want to go back to that safe time of my life when i was with my mom and before this was happening and you know at the same time with all of this my my dad was kind of this this guy who wanted me to grow up faster than maybe I was ready to, you know, like, like boys don't cry or, you know, just like pushing me beyond where I was comfortable. And so I think all those factors around that important formative time of my life really led me to thinking of diapers as this, um, source of comfort and, you know, like this memory of a, of a time when I was safe, because I think a lot of my childhood, I didn't really feel safe. And that's kind of, I think, where it began. And then, like many of us, later it kind of becomes more of a kink, a fetish, you know, mm-hmm. as you get closer to, pu- of, closer to puberty. Mm-hmm. 
how did that kind of unfold for you? How did you start to manifest that? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it really, I saw myself as like diaper sexual for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think that's a term that gets thrown around in the community quite a bit. You know, I think that that was really where my sexuality kind of sprung from. But before you even found your sexuality, mm. you found yourself wanting to wear diapers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I, there are a couple of stories I remember earlier on, like I was at, at a different babysitter's house, not the abusive one, mm -hmm. thankfully, but, mm -hmm. um, this other kid had, had some diapers and the two of us would just like play in them like we would just kind of go off in, into a separate area and and just like play with them and like we were fascinated by them at the time i had no idea why and it felt weird mm -hmm. um you know looking back now in hindsight of course you know i could see that was even at that age i was already fascinated by them there was already this this like it, this aura around them um so that's why i you know factory installed as long as i can remember yeah, that's you know? such a good way to put it i, <laughs> I don't want to take credit for that uh, my good friend resident yes uh yes. kind of in, 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 invented that the so. man the myth himself. yes at least that's where i first heard it so. that's a really <laughs> cool way to put it i love that factory installed <laughs> yeah there's a desire for this yes. where did it come from i don't know it's just <laughs> this um gosh I don't know. It's just yeah. a desire, I suppose. Yeah, it's really strange, isn't it? It's just like something yeah. we're, we're, we grow up with. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I really wish I had a solid answer or a theory or something around why all of us get into this. But it's such a different story for, for everyone. You know, anytime somebody online tries to post, oh, well, I, here's my theory on why, you know, we're all into this, this kink. And inevitably half of the comments are like that is not my experience at all mm -hmm. and so there's there's no common thread but somehow some way we all find our way back to the same place you know i i really love talking about origin stories as i know you do yes. because we were hanging out last night mm -hmm. and um we you got into it i think that there are some really interesting common threads and then there's like some that are just like wow that's like like just a super unique part of your story and it's yeah. like like a movie it's like the movie of your life it's like <laughs> oh yeah then then we're gonna get to some of your yeah your one kind of key one. moments <laughs> you know and and i love that i think all of us have them kind of you know but they're there we a lot of us factory installed av mm. deals at, at, at least have certain kind of moments in our in our origin story or our life growing up where we just have this attraction to this object yeah um of of a diaper if we're a diaper fetishist or you know if you're not a diaper fetishist maybe there are other paraphernalia yeah like uh, baby toys or outfits or onesies or nursery motifs yeah. you know like little poo bear things whatever <laughs> it is but yeah you know i i just think uh, i'll never get tired of hearing people's stories mm -hmm. and one thing you said last night that really resonated with me was you know how yeah okay maybe we're factory installed so mm -hmm. to speak mm -hmm. but other people find their yeah. way to this in some completely different manner maybe like decades later mm -hmm. than than we did and that's perfectly valid too Absolutely. like there's no superiority over this like we all come to this mm -hmm. place of vulnerability and you know general like uh marginalization in society mm -hmm. and it's upon all of us to just open each other up with open arms you know to to, yeah. to welcome each other into this this weird little space that we found that's this warm wonderful space and it's there's been increasing <laughs> <laughs> there's been increasingly more uh members of this community that i've met that got into it in their 
20s mm-hmm. or late 20s or early 30s or yeah. or what have you there's no right or wrong time mm-hmm. or place that all that matters is that you like diapers <laughs> no yeah. i mean all that matters is that you've discovered something you desire yeah it's and some and you, sort of gateway to and it you've figured out how to manifest that in your life mm-hmm and, yeah. and that's all that it that that it is. It doesn't matter what age. Yeah, and I've met people who, you know, maybe their way into it is through it being a submissive tool or through mm-hmm. humiliation mm-hmm. or part of like a DDLG dynamic or or heck, omarashi. Like there's different Those gateways. Those are all awesome. Yeah, they're exactly. All, so everybody like, kind of comes to this at a different angle, mm-hmm. but they're all valid and we're all we all kind of this thing in common in this sure. community that we've fostered. It's it's really cool. For sure. It's almost funny to think about like a time where I think there was a time where people were kind of like gatekeepy yeah. in the ABDL mm-hmm. kink I remember that. fet life scene <laughs> uh, where people were like, what? You're not factory installed. Of course, they didn't say that, but they were like, <laughs> you got into this later. You're not real. Like, you know, uh, I don't know if they said that, but like there was a bit of an attitude yeah. of sorts and there was almost like a well, you're into it because you just saw it and thought it was cool. It's not like you're really a diaper fetishist. Like, there's almost, like, that kind of attitude. And it's, I think we're, like, we've made a lot of progress. I agree. <laughs> in knowing that that's just a bunch of baloney. Yeah. And again, my, my view on it is, you know, does the general public or society, like, look on us in a positive light? No. That's kind of, there's, mm-hmm. like, a, this this stereotype against... And yet our numbers keep growing. Exactly, yeah. And And, you know, and so why should we, any of us marginalize anybody else already in this community that enjoys what we enjoy even if it's for a different reason yeah always it always irks me when i see that like the, the infighting the drama it's like we're, we're all marginalized already by by society so shouldn't we all just like you know rally around each other make each other feel warm and welcome yeah it's a really good question i think you know the things that we look back on five six seven years ago we're like oh we're being so <laughs> silly you know what i mean yeah of course people can come into this fetish at any point in their yeah. life or they can develop a kink a new kink yeah at any point in their life it's like this door that becomes unlocked oh, kink is a lifelong journey of totally. discovery yeah. yeah it's never a static thing and you know our lives are a lifelong journey of discovery too you know just like anything you can think of like any sort of desire or or any dream can be unlocked you mm-hmm. know and so that definitely, of course, pertains to kink, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's going to be something I figure out way down the road from here, <laughs> you know? And that that's great, and I hope I do. Me too. So Same here. And you mentioned the numbers real quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mentioned this last night, too, but I, I made a post on Reddit um, almost a year ago now, and it, it got a lot of traction. It, it was um, about my experiences wearing 24-7 for a year, actually. Um, I was going through a hard time in my life, and... For me, diapers are just an immense source mm-hmm. of comfort. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, like a security can, blanket. Or... Yeah, absolutely. I can talk about that some more. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the Reddit post, it got um, 20 comments. So not too many comments. You know, people actually responding. 120, I think, uh, upvotes. You know, so likes, basically. And then 30,000 views. I mean, that just shows you that we like the, the folks who are putting ourselves out here and being active online is just the tip of the iceberg totally. in this massive community of people who have this similar interest. Absolutely. It, it's just it's something I think about all the time. And um, 
where like the there's a very silent majority mm-hmm. who maybe doesn't have the capacity to come out and, and, and get engaged in community out of fear of their professional life or just um, one reason or another. Who knows? You know, and I know I've talked about it on this podcast several times. It's intimidating, you know, to go to your first munch or event, (laughs) you know, and and that's why we will always talk about that on this this podcast. Is like, it's so good to to meet people and engage with people and build relationships and friendships. It's such good medicine to the soul, and um, we will always champion, you know, your local munch and your local like socials and local podcasts. Totally local podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um because there's just a very powerful positive force that we can have on each other's lives. Mm-hmm. Just by existing, Communi- by being community ourselves. Community is an immense help. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we can talk more about my journey, but you know, I I was a lurker. I was mm-hmm. I was in those shoes mm-hmm. for nothing wrong with lurking. Nothing wrong with lurking. And yeah. that's, that's where my point here is. It, it took me almost a decade after I was an adult to start putting myself out there. Yeah. And getting involved in person and meeting folks and going to munches, um, going to Capcon. You know, that was an absolutely transformational experience. Absolutely. Um, you know, and so there's nothing wrong with lurking, and I think everybody has different comfort levels mm-hmm. and a timeline for it. And you don't even have to do that ever. I mean, if if it's not something you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. then that's perfectly valid yeah. too. You know, but I, I hope through things like this, where we're having this dis- this discussion, yeah. um, I, I admire what you're doing with mm-hmm. this podcast. Thanks. And I know you also host a munch, and, and mm-hmm. that, that community-minded focus, I love that. Um, yeah, it's weird. I fell into, like, those things. I think they fell on to me. <laughs> and I, I think that they are a blessing in my life. And I I want for these these people we're talking about, you know, I think you and I have both been that person at one point Absolutely. or another who are lurking and we're mm-hmm. at that point in our journey where we're just we don't have the ability or or whatever it is to engage with the community. Um, I want to I want to be a resource. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's definitely something you do as well, very, yeah. very well. And I admire you for that. Thank and you. Um, because we're all human, we're just super duper human. Yep. We just like diapers, we just <laughs> like age play, we just like our kinks. And um, yeah. that does not devalue any amount of how, like, we're just human and we're cool and we're cool people and we're kind and exactly um you the, know the more good people who are you know, like-minded people that are into what you're into the easier it is to accept yourself mm-hmm. because if you're on an island with mm-hmm. this quote weird desire that mm-hmm. society labels it as it's going to be really hard for you to find acceptance in yourself mm-hmm. but if you start making good friends and meeting <laughs> good good people out there i mean one you'll you'll realize that it's not all about diapers. Like we're just, you know, you have normal conversations and you have the ability to dive deeper into that most intimate side of yourself if you'd like to. But in reality, it's like most of it is just hanging out. You know, I'm on my big journey here, my big travels. And I'm talking about like, like what hikes do you like? Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about birds on the way here, yeah, you know, yeah. just think, things like that. I love how, <laughs> I love how super normal every interaction begins when you meet like an <laughs> AVDL or a kinkster yeah. like in the real world no longer on the the e forum like the <laughs> online you know it's, it's like hey 
how was the drive or whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Like, what are you hungry? Nice weather we're having. <laughs> you hungry? What do you want to eat? You know, it's just yeah. like super duper yeah. regular ass human shit. Yeah. It's just like, like, you know, I mean, there was a point where, you know, my, my dad was a very traditional type of father and he never would have understood this kink. And it, that really hindered me for a long time, like growing up and everything. Cause I, I felt shame in myself for liking this and I never wanted to put myself out there. But once I started doing that, once I got past that mental block and started to make friends, I realized that like, we're just perfectly normal people, you know, and we all like our, our specific things. And, and having that community really helped me get to the point where, where honestly, now I see my kink, my fetish as a superpower. Totally. You know, I, okay, so I if, you, if you're having a stressful day and, you know, most people might come home drink a lot or you know to take some drugs and, and no problem with that like, I, i'm not judging at all i just you know obviously to excess there there can be problems with yeah. that right um or any number of other vices that that one might have uh but for me if, if i just if i'm having a stressful day i can just go home and put on a diaper mm-hmm. not to have any interaction with anybody else mm-hmm. it isn't addictive it doesn't hurt me it doesn't hurt anybody else doesn't hurt the well the environment's like a touchy subject right (laughs) but so maybe a little bit of issue there but um overall like that's an amazing coping mechanism to deal with my stress and and so if i can i'm almost thankful right like any vanilla person okay so you have this 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 coping mechanism that doesn't hurt anybody doesn't hurt yourself you can do it by yourself isn't addictive like that's crazy right like Mm -hmm. That would be an amazing thing for people to have. And so I've, I've recognized in myself, like, even from my DL side, it's like, that's never going to go away. And it's like this endless source mm-hmm. of comfort. Mm-hmm. It, wow. Yeah. Right? Like, why would I be shamed? Why would I feel shame in that? That's my view on it's it. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's such a, it's a great thing. The only downside, the only downside is it costs like $4.50. That's, that's, you got a budget. Yeah. That's the only... <laughs> And you got to haul your own trash, but that's yeah. it. What else is there? Exactly. It's a security blanket that you can wear yeah. that you can take with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's, that's the DL side of it too. I mean, that's just the, you know, the, the fetish side mm-hmm. of it for me, but there's also the, the, care, the caregiver side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I identify as a daddy and I've read about this online before, but the, the vulnerability of like a, say a DDLG dynamic is just beautiful to mm-hmm. me. It's so vulnerable. It's so sweet. You know, the, 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 I, I've never experienced that sort of connection with a typical, you know, like a, a vanilla dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe that's just the way I'm wired. I'm it's sure maybe they they probably feel a lot more fulfillment out of that. But for me, like the the caregiving side of it, um, being that that source of safety for someone. Again, I said earlier, I grew up in a very unsafe household. Mm-hmm. I never felt safe. So if I can provide that safety to somebody else that is inherently fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. It feels like I'm reclaiming what I did not have when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And so all of this together, you know, like you add in diapers to a DDLG dynamic. Wow, right? That, that's just, it, it's so fulfilling and it's so sweet and innocent and can be kinky and fun. And I'm just, again, very, very grateful yeah. that I have this side of myself. I'd be a very different person if not. Totally. I think to some people like you and me, they're essential. Yeah. It's like part of our life support. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And um, to others, they're a tool. Mm-hmm. They are a play toy. They are, 
you know, lots of things, but maybe they're not your main course. Yeah. And that's totally great and fine. Um, we can't help but proselytize the <laughs> diaper because that's, that's us. We're that's factory we're installed. Mm-hmm. Um, but to many people, maybe they are a side dish. Maybe they are yeah. this peripheral sort of indulgence. Yeah. And that's great. And I, the more I see them in these other ways, like the more stoked I get. You Me know? too. I think that's awesome. And we were talking last night about how, you know, these different king communities outside of age play and ABDL specifically are kind of starting to converge more so than I think they have mm-hmm. in the past. You know, my own in my own experience, I started going to a BDSM dungeon this year, and you know, getting more meshed in the the general kink community. And you know, the first time I went there, I had this etiquette class. Uh, it's like a, basically an orientation, and they talked about you know consent and um, ne- ne- negotiating, communication, mm-hmm. you know, having all these discussions up mm-hmm. front, and, and enthusiastic consent. Like that, that one was like a light bulb yeah, moment. I was like, that's wow, that's the best way to put it. Yeah, it's got to be a hell yeah. Yeah, if it's not a hell yeah, it's a no. It's a no, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so like those lessons, I never got those lessons. You know, not in my vanilla life in terms of relationships or in ABDL. I didn't either until yeah. many years in. Yeah, and so this new convergence of these worlds is, is really cool and some of those are again like you know um, like water sports or Amarashi like those are different kinks mm-hmm. entirely but now there's like this application of ABDL within that and like we said earlier that's perfectly valid you know we're all part of the same community at that point there's no superiority of like oh we've had this forever so we're in the kink community yeah you know yeah and we gotta act like it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, there are members of the ABDL community who are, uh, you know, non-com, mm. like people who say they're non-com. I've heard the term. I, I, I don't even really know, to be honest. Was I it? brought it up on the podcast, but I don't even really know. But there's people who are non-community. Oh, oh, non-community. Yeah. Non-com. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that what that is? I think so. I have weird feelings about that. I'm yeah. like, then, so you just, you don't have rules. Or like you're, yeah. you're an island. It's and true. I haven't thought of that. You know, um, you know, I don't know. Like I, I kind of understand where people come from when they're like, no, I don't want to. Com- I don't feel completely aligned, maybe with exactly this community. Yeah. But when you're when you're indulging in something that's kink, really, this y- is kink. Yeah. And you're like being like, I'm not part of any community. It's like that's kind of setting you up for a world of trouble. It's almost like a free agent, right? When I, like a sports term. It's yeah, like... <laughs> but but it is it's kink though. Yeah. It's kink and and yeah. um there are people who I've seen maybe in their profile or wherever else they'll say it's not a fetish. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, I'm not trying to get all semantic and tell you what your thing is, what your desire is, but it sure it's a lifestyle not arguing that but it's whether it's sexual or non-sexual yeah this uh thing this community this this thing it's a diaper fetish or it's a it's it has to maybe you don't want to use the word fetish i i got respect for that that's totally fine with me but there are ways that we operate yeah to make this safe that I think you really need to take a couple pages. That's what I was gonna say. Out of and put this into your book. No matter how you label it or don't label it, right? Ultimately, I think everyone 
really in society would would benefit from these types of introductory mm-hmm. courses, like learning mm-hmm. the etiquette of BDSM. Having because, some language yeah. to go along with certain things. Again, the enthusiastic consent concept, mm-hmm. you know, negotiating. These I've been in a vanilla partnership before, and those are all concepts that I wish I had known when I was 18, entering into the dating world, you know, meeting, meeting vanilla Same. partners. Same. Because I can guarantee you that those would have gone better if I had those tools. Absolutely. Then. We should not, and I repeat, we should not behave as though we are vanilla mm-hmm. while indulging in diapers yes. or BDSM and kink. The way vanilla culture behaves, very nonverbal yes. a lot of times, very mm-hmm. flirtatious. I'm not shitting on them. Crossing okay? boundaries. That's, yeah. that's what our culture has been like for a long time, yeah. and I'm not really here to talk about that. But when we go into certain... When we go into these dynamics... You know, there's a lot, there's a world of danger. Oh, yeah. That can come up if you decide to go into things without negotiating, without communicating, just yeah. non, non-verbal cues. Yeah. Save that for the vanillas, okay? Yeah. Save that for the vanilla dating scene. Yeah. Like, they, that's very vanilla. We don't, we just shouldn't operate that way. Right. In terms of these desires that yep. we have. Even something as specific as, you know, soft and hard limits or having mm-hmm. boundaries. Mm-hmm. And not only just discussing those boundaries, but having them in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. putting thought into... Mm-hmm. What are my boundaries? Totally. And then communicating that to your partner before you play, or in a vanilla sense, before you have mm-hmm. sex, or what have you. And that just, that's, you're right. Vanilla culture is just, in general, right? Is it gen- gen- Some people, I'm sure, are great at this. But in general, there's a lacking there. Absolutely. And look, you guys, this is coming from someone who made mistakes. Yes, yeah. Someone who came into this scene who operated in that vanilla parameter. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is, like, not beginning scenes and uh, play sessions with clear communication and negotiation. Mm-hmm. And granted, my partners didn't either. Right. I assume they maybe didn't have, didn't have the tools. these tools either. But we got to look back on this and be like, okay, I wish I knew then yeah. what I knew now. Same. Um, it's a learning There was no one who sat me down and was like, <laughs> hey, you know... Um, you know, this is probably like you know, and it, it equipped me yeah. with with just um, like everything we're talking about, all these yeah. tools. So. The fact that it took me this long, you know, I've been operating in age play for a number of years now, and it took me until I went to a BDSM dungeon mm-hmm. to get those mm-hmm. lessons. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. You know, I think it is. I'm, I'm hopeful that our communities continue to merge. Just continue to get you know the, the the barriers break down. I've been so fortunate to come across several kinksters, ABDL kinksters, whether they're daddy doms or or whatever, littles, uh, mommy doms, who operate within the kink scene and the, the dungeon scene mm-hmm. and all that. And we're finally, I think, um externalizing everything that you and I are talking about. Yeah. There's a great Love and Brief episode with uh, Duffman, mm-hmm. a mutual friend yep. of ours. So good. Love Talking it. about consent and negotiation and communication and, and for better play, right? That's yes. that episode. That was a great title for and it. And it's just like, yes, thank you so much for putting, you know, this in conversation yeah. for people to hear because this is, I need everyone in our community to hear this, you know, <laughs> like... 
And I'm, I'm seeing those walls fall all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, this summer, I went to uh, the Denver Sanctuary, which is a BDSM space in Denver. And once a month, um, they have this age play specific night. So folks from age play, you know, whether they're ABDL or not, that's there's there's no issues there. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the dungeon to themselves. I mean, then there's you know spanking benches and um, you know cages and and hard points for rope, all these different things that you would typically see at a t- normal BDSM dun- dun- dungeon night are now open to the HLA community. And and they had classes there too. They had discussions ahead of time about, about these topics. And that was wonderful to see. Mm-hmm. So I think if we can normalize that more and more, I think mm-hmm. it'll just make for a better community. I really encourage all of the ABDL listeners to go to like a BDSM munch or social. Mm-hmm. And um, look, you don't have to do anything. You don't even tell them that no you're into ABDL. At all. Yeah. In fact, I didn't for the longest time yeah. going to a, bun- a bunch of BDSM munches and stuff. But the the insights that I've gained are so paramount from these kinksters and friends that I've made. Um, yeah. You know, maybe we'll we'll talk even more about this stuff in a later episode. It's so, yeah. it's it's so, so good. good. It's so good. But um, so let's circle back yeah. to young Teddy getting his hands on <laughs> diapers for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I grew up in a more rural area, so it was hard for me to actually go to say a store and, and you know buy a pack or something. So uh, my journey, which I think I've heard a lot of in the community, is you know creating this like makeshift diaper, mm-hmm. you know, with paper towels and a trash bag and, and you know, things, <laughs> okay. things like that. How do you use a trash bag? I want to know. Well, it's it's like the outer, it's like the outer layer, right? Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. plastic backed part of it. You put the trash bag over it to give it the nice crinkle sound. So, so you take paper towels. I don't remember how I constructed it. Or towels. <laughs> Because I've heard a couple both, of both, people, both. I've heard a couple people. I do remember using paper towels, like stuffing them in my in my underwear. Yeah, yeah, I, that's, yeah. that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Fetish therapy talked about that on his episode. Okay. Shout yeah. out, Classic. like, and then you ruin it like immediately after one wedding. Classic. <laughs> very, that's the definition of makeshift diaper. Not very diaper. absorbent. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think Miss um, Panda Pants made a joke on her story a long time ago. Or maybe maybe it was Fet Life, but it was a picture, and the caption was, it was a picture with like a big maybe cloth diaper with um, plastic pants, uh-huh. and she said in the caption, "This is definitely a trash bag and a towel," <laughs> and that just cracked me up. It's like it's almost like a meme. All our, all the factory installed version, like it's all like of this us golden had that. thread where we had yeah. we all we had these. We had to make makeshift diapers in, in the bathroom. We locked ourselves in there. I know. I'm so jealous of folks, you know, when they were teenagers, like they could just ride their bike to a pharmacy or something and, mm-hmm. and get a pack. Oh my gosh. I mean, there were years it's where like I, was just, cigarettes. I was just, just dreaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just dreaming of going to a store and just getting some good nights or some depends. And it, it took, I wasn't, I was a senior in high school before I had all the factors in place. I had uh, my driver's license. I had a vehicle and my parents were out of town um, mm. for, for work or something. So I, I could finally, you know, after school, um, go to a grocery store nearby. My first one was a pack of good nights. Came back, put it on. It was just pure bliss. Mm. Uh, it, it just everything that I had dreamed about for four or five years mm. since it became a, fa- a fascination and a fixation, it just fulfilled all of that. And I was hooked right away. Mm. 
And then uh, sometime later that same year, I, parents again out, out of town. I went to uh, so the last class of my uh, last period of my high school uh, was off for me. So everybody else was still in school, but I had like a free period. So I hightailed it from school to the store because I knew nobody would be there yet because they're still in school. Grabbed some depends, came back home, and same thing. I'm like, wow, what what a mind blowing experience, mm-hmm. you know? And, and isn't that cool how something so you know, innocent and, and just like most people were like, Oh, a diaper, whatever. It has this like euphoric. Effect. Euphor- yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, and, and again, like just with society, I think that's weird. Oh, of course. But mm. do I care? No. Cause it brings me such joy. So yeah, I, I think about that sometimes like about other, uh, paraphilic mm. fetishes. I wonder if they get the same level of so true. Like, uh, it's, I don't know. It's it's like we get a dopamine hit yeah. just by strapping a diaper on. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I I gotta wonder. I mean, I mean I'm sure they do, right? <laughs> I don't know. Some people you have think... like panty fetishes. Mm-hmm. I kind of do like a bit. Like, yeah. it's nowhere near. The, it's not the same. The the tier list that yeah. diapers give me like S tier. S tier diapers oh, yeah. are S tier. Panties are maybe A tier. <laughs> you know. I don't know. I'm sure someone else has like a much. More... I would love to hear that story. You know, they go to a different community and King. I would too. Yeah, because like I would say, like diapers have like a like a, a like a chokehold on me. Like they're so good. <laughs> like panties. I'm like I like them, but like it's not like I couldn't live without them. Yeah, it's different versus diapers. Or, yeah, you know, like that's. I would say that I need them to survive, but mm-hmm. they just add so much to my life. Yeah, I'd be. I'd be disappointed. It's like we have, I'm I'm so I'm sure some community has the same attachment, yeah, to their paraphernalia. I'm gonna do some. Got to, right? do some research on that. That's yeah. really fascinating. <laughs> I haven't thought of that before. We are we are so such nerds. deep in yeah. the temple of the diaper, the lore. Yes, <laughs> diaper us, lore. Us diaper fetishists are so like. <laughs> Last night we we did your diaper quiz. I create yeah during during COVID, I, you know, in the summer awesome. I was just bored and so I created a, a diaper quiz, an ABDL di- diaper quiz online. <laughs> and it's outdated now. It's been three years, but it was fun. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I shared that to my story. Every time I didn't know what it was, I was like, "That's a diaper." <laughs> Some of them weren't diapers, though. Some of them were definitely grocery bags yeah. or something. There was one that's ye- yellow colored. I'm like, the that's yellow. a poor choice. The name of it was though. yellow, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> so it's, that's, it a, was that's like, a choice. It was urine yellow. It wasn't just like a nice like pastel yellow. No, it was. It yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that was kind of my experience up through high school, and then mm-hmm. you know once I moved to mm-hmm. m- moved out, I went to college. I had more freedom. And you got I, hands on ABDL diapers. I did, yeah. I think Bambino's uh, Classicos, I think, were my first purchase, and then uh, I also had um, uh, Cushies from I think back then it, it was still like ABU, just mm-hmm. not the current mm-hmm. owners, and then um, Dry Twenty Four Sevens, which were massive. So those are kind of my, my first real ones. And again, just similar experiences to when I had the good nights and the depends, like the, just euphoric, you know, mm-hmm. like, this, like very affirming. Like this is the, this is what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and college is tough sometimes. I had a roommate my first year. And so, you know, I tried to like time it around his class schedule, making sure that he was away. And it, of course there were times, you know, he would come back and I was like up in my bunk bed and wearing a, wearing a diaper underneath the covers. And I was like, uh, just going to wait for you to go. I'm just studying. Yeah. 
uh, and then you know from there I guess I, I met um, a vanilla partner my first year of college and um, you know right away I could tell she was very open and accepting of just sexuality in general like it really fascinated her like she was just she wanted to know everything about it. She did, did a lot, lot of research. She knew a lot of kinks, but she didn't really have any herself. Mm-hmm. So that was a, you know, like right away I was like, okay, cool. That's a, that's a good sign here. Like we, and we connected on other things than kinks. So mm-hmm. she didn't know about mm-hmm. this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's in a life sense. We had a lot of compatibilities. And so about a month in, uh, we were long distance during college. And so a month in, I was sitting in my vehicle talking to her one night on the phone and the topic of, you know, kinks and fetishes came up. I can't remember ex- exactly how. But, you know, kn- knowing what I knew about her openness and her knowledge of kink, I thought it would be a really cool question to start um, by asking, so, okay, so what's the weirdest kink that you've heard of? Right? Because that way I could kind of get a sense of her familiarity with the more obscure ones. You know, if she said, like, spanking is, like, weird, I'm like, okay, this is going to take some explanation, right? But if, if she's like, oh, you know, vor, like, okay, mm-hmm. like, there's something like that, Again, and not saying that's mm-hmm. that's super weird, right? Like, no, yeah. That's, that's valid. It's just lesser known. Lesser known, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, I was like, okay, so that's kind of my approach for this. We'll see how this goes. And to my absolute surprise, the very first one that she said to the, the question of what's the weirdest kink that you know of was diapers. <laughs> I was like shots fired. <laughs> so I was idea. I was like I was just in pure silence for wow. probably like 15 seconds and she's like you are you okay? And I was like you guessed it. <laughs> Did you say that first? I think or, so, or, I think okay. so. yeah, I was like kind of like playing it off, you know, like okay, cool. Like you, you, so that's but that like that's good and bad, right? So one okay, she thinks it's weird, right? But, but it objectively is weird. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to pretend it's not. But on the other side of it, too, she knew what it was, which yeah. means that she had researched it, that she knew it wasn't about, you know, these nefarious things that people often assume yeah. Archimedes yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. So right. I could kind of dive in. I, I could move past that right Good away. Good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that was really helpful. And, and sure enough, she was very open and accepting of it all. And, you know, we met up for the first time a few months later. Did some kinky stuff. It was it was fun. It being the weirdest thing she's heard of versus being the worst, air quotes, worst yeah. thing or grossest thing. That's why I said weird. It's, it's better. Right. You know, weird is better. Yeah. yeah, weird, whatever. But I cannot believe that she, that was her first reaction. That's amazing. I know. That's like a movie scene. That's why I'm, <laughs> I keep saying that to you. It's yeah. like if there was a movie of your life, that would be that it's coming out to your... It's potential a, girlfriend scene it's a unique one for sure yeah, i've never totally. heard anybody else say that yeah <laughs> so and then you know we we were you know we kind of dove into that pretty hard um you know and it was you know mixed bag like there's always issues right like communicating around like what's too much what's not enough um and again going back to what we talked about earlier i didn't have the tools the communication tools to be able to approach those conversations the right way you know i i took offense to certain things that she would say or i feel hurt mm. you know i take it personally mm-hmm. uh you know just things that weren't constructive mm-hmm. ultimately right if i admit it as as an adult and had these kind of open conversations and you know met her needs and like understood her needs and then like had this like equivocal exchange it could have worked better and i'm not gonna you know be here and give advice on vanilla relationships that's a whole different topic but you know ultimately um we had, we had a lot of fun together, and it was a fulfilling experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like mm-hmm. I, it was it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. So um, I think and not if, not having that shared kink though 
for any relationship, I think, is always a source of friction. There's pretty much always something to be learned. Yeah. That's from our experiences and our relationships, right? Yep. yep. If not, you're kind of missing out on what you what what wisdom and understanding you could be gaining and it's good to look at them that way. As yeah. like there's something that I gained, there's some Yep. Experience that's valuable in my life. I don't know? regret a thing. Totally. You know, and and now I mean I was in that partnership for a long time, mm-hmm. and now I'm entering the King community in earnest. Maybe a little bit later than some others mm-hmm. would have before, mm-hmm. but maybe that served me well. You know, maybe yeah. I'm at a point in my life now where I'm I'm more able to join this community totally. in a positive way. So maybe that was a good thing that yeah. I had that kind of waiting period before I you know jumped head head first into right. this. That's a really good way to look at it. Um, instead of thinking about all the things I missed out yeah. on or whatever, you know, think about like the, this is where I am now and like the capacity I have to be a part of this now is so enriching to me, you mm-hmm. know, like looking at things through that positive lens, framing things in our life in that way, I think is really valuable. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're like, I haven't even like stepped foot in this community and I'm like 35 guess what? That's okay. Yes. And look, it's not too late. doesn't matter what your age, 45, 55, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Like yeah. you could make a step yeah. towards something that you want. Mm-hmm. If it's, you want to know diaper loving people, that's, that's almost certainly available here. to you. We're out yeah. here. <laughs> We're out here. Just take, take, take baby steps. That's right. Pun intended. <laughs> And, and go to a munch mm-hmm. or something like that, you know? Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's all starts somewhere, you know, so... If, you, it's... Yeah, rather than think, like, I, I missed out on this or that, it's like, think yeah. about, like, what desire or dream you would like to manifest now in present time in yeah. your life, you know? Yeah. So... And you never know how it starts. Like, there's a million different ways you can do it. Like, mm-hmm. I've been honored... Mm-hmm. Um, to have been almost the ambassador for certain folks. Mm-hmm. I'm their first contact. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out there. I'm traveling around. I'm meeting up with folks I'm, I'm, on my journey. And some of them have never met another yeah. ABDL in person. And I'm that yeah. first contact. And that's what an honor to be that. Totally. You know, and, and I think back to my own journey. Because we mentioned earlier, like I, I lurked for a long time. I was in that vanilla relationship for a long time. So there's a part of you who's like that you gain a lot. It's very fulfilling yeah. and um, to you to be that person it's so who can fulfilling. be kind of what you <laughs> needed at some point in your journey. Yep. It's cathartic. It sure is. It's cathartic. And you handle that with a lot of grace. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Thank I mean you. that. And that's important work. You know, I hope I, mean? I give them a good first impression. <laughs> yeah. And you will. And you will. You know, yeah. you're a resource. I try to be. We are walking resources, you know, a lot of the pillars in the kink community, like, you know, people in the BDSM people, you, you kind of like go to stuff and you see like, Oh, there's a pillar of the community. Mm -hmm. It's because their, their heart is so deep in this and they love it so much. And they're happy, happy to be a resource, happy to be useful and valuable and enrich other people's lives by answering questions by by just being there by you know being a resource and you definitely do this and that's something i learned like i could tell about you very quickly really Mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah you're just kind of a magnet of positivity (laughs) at capcon when we met and uh 
I really try to have that presence, you know. And, and again, I, so I much love, better, right? It's so much better to live that way. Mm-hmm. My my purpose in life, if there is such a thing, is to leave. There is. Yes. And this is part of yours. Yes, it is to leave behind people around me a, a, a better reality, a, a more positive environment, more self accepting environment than when I met them. Mm-hmm. I, I want to give people a positive impression, a feeling, mm-hmm. right? And and specifically for kink a lot of that is the shame wrapped up in this part of ourselves but there's nothing to be shameful of and if i can be the person that helps them even take one step forward into the community and start their own journey of building community and friendship and that steps towards feeling better about themselves then that's fulfilling to me if i can be a mentor for others Mm -hmm. that's fulfilling for me it all ties back into like i mentioned like the caregiver side of me Mm -hmm. the daddy side of me that's where my energy goes when i'm a caregiver Mm -hmm. like i want to make them feel safe and and comfortable understood loved you know those sort of things and those apply to play partners to relationships to friends Mm -hmm. to anybody anybody even acquaintances like i just i want to spread that message of positivity and you know and and somebody did that for me and and that's totally that's resonant yes mm-hmm. uh, my yeah. one of my closest friends um i'll plug the podcast is that okay? so he, he has an amazing podcast and it's part of my journey so i'll share that too but uh, love and brief and mm-hmm. um before i joined online before i did anything online my vanilla partner and i listened to that podcast together mm-hmm. and it was so validating mm-hmm. just to hear Resident Yes and uh, Road Not Taken, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, his co-host, mm-hmm. talk about just everything about this community. And, and the whole purpose of their podcast is that self-love, self-actualization mission. And it just really resonated with me. Um, no pun intended with Resident Yes. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and so my first a pillar, step... A pillar of the community. Yes, Absolutely. And so my first step into going online was to go on to FetLife, onto their um, FetLife group. And they were doing a call for transcribers because the, mis- the mission of accessibility, they want to have their message as far as they can, you know? And I was like, wow, what a great opportunity to kind of give back to this thing that's given me so much already. And so I, I joined that, um, did a f- I transcribed a few episodes, and then Resident Yes, being the amazing person he is, was like, hey guys, you wanna do like a Zoom call? You know, this is during COVID, so we were all kind of sequestered at home. And you know, I, I met him and his partner on there and some other folks, and some of them are my best friends now too. And um, we're like, oh cool, we live kind of close to, to each other. And so the first person I ever met in the community was Resident Yes um, at his place. Wow. And, Talk about yeah, a pillar in of the person. community in person. In person, yeah. What what a pillar of the community. Mm-hmm. What an amazing resource. Yeah. And like it was just the sky's limit from there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and now I support the podcast as much as I possibly can because it's just you know I, I still transcribe it. I um, I was actually recording an episode just this morning with 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 him. So this is my second ABDL two podcast for, of the day. Did could you ever <laughs> imagine doing two ABDL podcasts in one day? Not even last night. No. Amazing. <laughs> Don't you love this life? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty great. But so, <laughs> so now you know, with with that and coming on to this, and I love what you're doing with this podcast oh, and and the munches and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, the the more that I can spread this this positivity message and this you know self love message, the 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 better. And and so you know, the more I can give back to to him and to others mm-hmm. and do what he did for me to with mm-hmm. other people. That's that's great. Yeah, it sounds like he was someone that validated you yes that made you feel seen normalized it normalized and get it. almost 
gave you permission, metaphorically, gave you permission to just be yourself. Yes. That's kind of what we have the power to do by validating somebody. Yeah. We allow them like, hey, look, it's okay. Put, put your hand on their shoulder, mm-hmm. metaphorically. It's okay. Just do it. Like, it's okay to be you, to yes. be 100% yourself. And walking around places like Capcom... Like, almost, like, makes me emotional. Like, I got emotional several times just seeing people with no guard up, with walls down. And just, like, I was just, like, you're just being you. And, like, how often do you get to just, like, do that to this degree? Like, that's super cool. Yeah. No, I... (laughs) I'm cheering up right now. I I love that. You saw me, like, fully weep in front of you when I said goodbye to you. Yeah. And uh, lots of friends, Lola, and then some... Yes. And some others. And so... And, and if anybody's listening to this and, and is on the fence about Capcom, or is just like, eventually, I, I've, I've got to tell you, it really is a transformational experience. Like, I, I've, got, I've gone to, to two now, and my first time there was a big step for, for, for me. And just seeing that many people just be themselves mm-hmm. and coexist with each other. And, and, like, even the hotel staff, like, they all, they're all... Volunteering to be there, they're all volunteering to be there, right? So they they've they've chosen to yeah. to go to this event, and they're they're wearing like you know Disney shirts and like mm-hmm. little ears and stuff. Like they're just getting into it too, and like totally. they're accepting of it too. Yeah, and it's it's just this environment of positivity, and and I encourage everyone who has the opportunity and the resources, the means to to go there at least once. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's such a great experience. Or if not Capcom, you know some other convention that pops up, you know just it's it's unparalleled mm-hmm. it's and and i think it it helped accelerate my own journey of self-acceptance yeah it's a really good way to put it i yeah. love that yeah it is it's like diaper summer camp <laughs> that literally was the theme of my first one. Oh, the, was it the, the summer cap was summer oh camp. was it yeah that makes total it was sense so cool. i didn't know that <clears throat> yeah but it, i mean as someone who grew up going to summer camp <laughs> every <laughs> summer <laughs> I, I draw a lot of parallels, you know, in between that summer camp experience and going to CAP, which is obviously an adult convention yeah. for with, you know, fetishes and lifestyle. Um, but it was like a summer camp, diaper yeah. summer camp. It's and, amazing. Uh, incredible. And I, I know some of the organizers, they are great people. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they have all those tools around consent and negotiate. They, they are very much in the Dialed. Night. So dialed. Yeah. And I think, you know, I want other cons to pop up and yes. i heard that furry con uh yeah, ba- ba- baby ba- baby, baby for con, con. Mm-hmm. i heard it did really well yes i wasn't able to go I'm really excited about that i am so glad to hear that that it went well and it was a really good first year i'm so glad they have a space for that totally. I, I have a lot of baby fur friends mm-hmm. and i think there's been a lacking of mm-hmm. something specifically for yeah. their community yeah yeah so i'm glad to hear you know that went well and i i hope that people take a lot of pages out of capcom's book in terms yes. of the way they operate, you know, um, um, just with a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. from the kink world, and uh, they employ that very well. Agreed. And uh, good, good games have rules, <laughs> right? Yes. You know, if you were playing a soccer game and you just pick up the ball with your hands and walk down the field, <laughs> that's not a good soccer game. That would be handball. Oh, yes, exactly. So when we play kink, we need rules. We need mm-hmm. negotiating. We, we agree to the parameters. And, yeah. um, and it all starts with 
leaders and people who have that knowledge yes, and, lead and, by they, and they employ it super well <clears throat> and um just there's a very baseline level entry level of like knowing certain things yeah. you know maybe the red light system that's like or the the stoplight system is a, is a good way to begin learning you know yes. safe words and and stuff like that, which would be like green is go, yellow means like slow let's, down. Let's take a break. Yeah. I need to like maybe assess something that's going on in this scene, and then red being the scene is over. Yep. Let's go to aftercare. Let's like uh, communicate about right. you know. And not taking that personally totally, either, totally, right? That that the totally. the top or the dom in, in the scene hears that constructively mm -hmm. and doesn't you know like yeah don't try to take it personal right yeah yeah we have the choice to take something personal or or. Look, it could have absolutely nothing to do with you, you mm -hmm. know, but just that, that is how you make sure everyone's safe. And they're comfortable and the, the communication is where it should be. Mm -hmm. And that makes you, you know, it, it'll, it'll make the next experience yes. even better. If you don't address it then, or if, or if the sub right. doesn't feel comfortable bringing it up in that moment, yeah. it's just going to snowball from there. And ultimately, if you can stop and share how you feel and feel like you have a safe space to do that, the next time you two play is going to be even better. And it's going to get even better. Right. Right. And that's how you get you get wisdom and experience under your belt. Laps mm -hmm. under your belt, as yep. they say in the racing world. Um, is that so? It is. I think. <laughs> um, I think so, too. I don't know. I could even imagine maybe a Dom red lighting. I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, I've, I have seen it. Yep. I'm sure it's mm -hmm. happened. And I mean, like, uh, that might, might seem more unusual mm -hmm. maybe well, even in my case so there but it's just as valid yeah i, I was at a um that actually that h play dungeon event mm -hmm. and um you know i it, it was loud in there mm -hmm. i was i was topping an impact play scene mm -hmm. and i just i couldn't hear my 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 bottoms you know sounds my mm -hmm. her, her her reactions mm -hmm. and so i i stopped and i was like hey i don't feel comfortable right now doing this because i can't hear your reactions i can't hear what yeah. you're saying if you said red right now i might not hear you right right and right. i just like even as a top i was like i can't do this right now mm -hmm. like let's let's stop let's mm -hmm. re, let's reevaluate that's great yeah that's really great that's how it's a really good way and, to and now in the future i know going into any impact play scene i'm gonna gauge the environment around me like in my position in, a, in, a, in a, a way so I can hear her. Is it too loud in there? You know, are the spectators being too loud? Do I need to tell them to kind of quiet down? That's knowledge that I now have that I didn't have before. So it was a learning experience. Mm -hmm. But I also, you know, I, I was mindful of the fact that I needed to stop. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's something that, you know, the, the, the tools, the language around negotiating and, and consent and all of that, that just all kind of goes back to that. And I'm sure your play partner appreciated that. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we talked about it afterwards too. You know, I mean, as a, as a follow up, and it's it's been it, it makes again future play sessions even more rewarding because mm -hmm. now we're on similar pages, and I know her better, she knows me better. Totally. Yeah, I think you know um, that's great. Like we know that like this is a marathon; it's not a sprint. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's like the long term. Focus. Yeah, yeah, we're we're here for a good, a long time, and a good time. Yes, we're not um, in our like party college phase <laughs> where we're going to burn out like super bright. And this is why I say it was good that I maybe waited until mm -hmm. a later point in my life. I but... think that, you know, a lot of people in this community, the ABDL community, uh, especially as young people, like I know for myself, I'll speak from my experience. It's like, we felt like we had to seize the opportunity that was right in front of us mm. with that play partner that came into our vicinity. It's I like, see. this is our night to make this dream. Manifest. Like it won't happen again. 
like there's a fear that it yeah. may not happen again, maybe. Okay. I I don't know that that was exactly where I was at. Like, I was, like, terrified this was never going to happen again. But it's like, it's like a, you got a fish on the hook, finally, of, like, <laughs> being out at sea for, like, all this time. You're like, this might not happen again. I think that was a little bit of my experience. Not, not entirely, because I was, I started to go to, like, play parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I speak to a lot of people's experience or a lot of people's story where people get into scenarios and they're like, get really thirsty okay. for yep. some like diaper play action <laughs> because it's not something that comes across their their fishing line. Yes. <laughs> All that, like ever, maybe never it has. Yep. And they're like, holy shit, so they're chomping at the bit. They're really thirsty, maybe horny, you yeah. know. Um, but look, that's just not beneficial Mm-mm. it's not it's safe. a short-term focus it's, we you, know, you might have fun right then but what are the repercussions and of that? so that's why we can't help ourselves but suggest and recommend get involved in the community to go go to a munch yeah. you know maybe make a kinkstagram make a yeah. fet life doesn't have to have anything personal on nope. it but these are ways and we keep bringing these up because these are ways that will help you manifest your desires yes. in, in a safer way yes you know, and I, I always stress for any folks that I'm meeting, especially newer folks into this, just mm-hmm. take your time. Totally. What's the rush? Right. And, and if you go slow, you can't you... go in with a poverty mentality. You can't mm. go in with a starving mentality. Good way to put it. It's yeah. going to be harmful. Build something sustainable. I'm totally. all about sustainability. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to build a friend. I, I always like to build friendships first. Like if anybody that I, that I play with, I want to know them as a person. Mm-hmm. I want to be their friend first. And then if something else develops, if we find compatibilities in a play so sense, great. Good. So much better to do it that way. That's so different than the vanilla dating sphere. Oh my goodness. It's like a yeah. total parallel universe um the vanilla world is let me satiate this yeah now yeah we have tonight and tonight is the night (laughs) and there all that there is is tonight like romantic comedy that is yeah yeah yeah. yeah. that's not that's not how the bdsm world works correct i wish someone would have been like hey nikki (laughs) you know 21 year old nikki that's not how the bdsm world works it doesn't work like the vanilla world like put their hand on my shoulder and say that's not how the bdsm world works yeah that would have changed my paradigm yeah so that's kind of what we're trying to Mm -hmm. maybe accomplish the way i look at it with the friendship angle is okay i go in with no expectations Mm -hmm. i just want to make a friend again I, i love making friends it's a passion of mine to build new connections and if something else comes from that, like we're compatible in a play sense, then great. We're going to have mm-hmm. fun with that. And totally. again, take it slow. So don't yeah. don't dive in and communi- yeah. communicate really well. If I don't feel that, mm-hmm. then I have a new friend. Mm-hmm. Totally. Cool. Great. Right? It's a win-win. <laughs> totally. Right? totally. And, and ultimately, by the, doing this approach, this mindset, it makes them feel safe. It makes me feel safe. And it's going to build a more fulfilling and it's going to open you up to more people yes. because you're going to be known in the community. You're going to be known that you're a safe person, mm-hmm. you know, um, that you're not there to just satiate any, uh, yeah. any, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you're there to, you're in this. Mm-hmm. This is something that matters a lot to you. And like you said, like, even if we don't play, I have a new friend. Yeah. That's great. That's, that should be our, um, <laughs> our starting line yes <laughs> you know mm-hmm. yeah and i i have a lot of um friends on fetlife that you know they they, they share with me some of the messages that they get mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's truly oh, heartbreaking I, I to me too. Yeah. i mean it's it's disturbing of course and and it, it's you know 
almost have to have to laugh at times. Like, wow, what a, what is this person trying to do? Yeah, but it's, yeah, it breaks yeah. my heart because a I lot of the what time... what success rate is. <laughs> probably not much, yeah. yeah. But it, it's, it's sad to me because... Again, my mission is to spread community and friendship. And what I've seen it happen uh, several times, they they tend to these these friends tend to stop posting as much or stop mm. going online as much or be afraid of going online and putting themselves out there to find community because they're getting these really bad messages. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like going against what I what I live my what, what I'm trying to do here. What my goals are, you know, to, is to, to build that community. Yeah. It's like detracting from it, and it's it's so harmful. So but. you know that is not the norm. Let's call that the not. That's that's not the norm for our community. The yes. people sending those messages that are super thirsty, super horny. Um, that's not the rules that we play by in this no. community. They are what I would call an outlier. In yep. they're not inside the community. Absolutely, they are existing in purgatory you know i don't want um, i don't want people to conflate that no, with exactly. being like oh if i go to a mm-hmm. munch or i go somewhere that's going to be my experience so let's call it what it is you yes. know they're they're not really part of the community they're not they're not they're no. they're maybe vanilla maybe like vanillish yeah maybe they have a kink a diaper fetish but they are still operating the way vanillas operate yeah. it's like let's call that behavior what it is and and call that like not acceptable for this community agreed It'll make so, us all better off. So yeah. that's why we're just kind of shedding a light on that. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So. It's good. I just I hope I hope those newer folks that maybe start maybe they post their first picture. Sure. And then they get these messages that are off-putting. I hope that in that moment they can see that those are the outliers and not the rule. That right. when you keep engaging with the community like this, you're going to find something that's very different than mm-hmm. that maybe first native impression. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope so, at least, because it just breaks my heart when people see that and then kind of go back into their, you know, to lurking or, or whatever. Mm, I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Well, this has been perfect. This is amazing. This has been a blast. Yeah, it really has. Thank we, you so much. We really just did a whole podcast here. <laughs> um, we had so many good conversations before this one, and we kept joking, we need to stop having this conversation. There's not a microphone yeah. in front of us. <laughs> like, uh, you know. Hence why we stopped talking about diapers and went to birds, right? Yes, we were like, birds. Okay, birds are not a podcast topic, so. <laughs> yes, that's right. Birding. It's called birding. Birding, right? it sure is. I that's, love birding. Has it always been called birding? As far as I know. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, a, that's the perfect word to use for it birding yeah. <laughs> are you a birder if you correct okay interesting yep certified bird no i'm just kidding i i could see like the appeal because like animals are awesome they're so cute Bird, birds are awesome mm-hmm. but um yes so you know i'm glad we got to cover so many red things that we kind yeah. of already chatted about this weekend there's more to come too and oh, there's happy to come always back. more and you definitely <laughs> will it will do this again i, I passed the test you you passed the test <laughs> i don't know what the test is i don't have a criteria you made a, a test the, you qu- made a yeah, diaper the diaper test. quiz yeah true i have a um <laughs> a non-structured test in my brain as to what will constitute a good guest okay uh it's just a little measuring device i don't know okay well <laughs> it's I'll, all I'll, intangible. Wait, I'll wait anxiously for the results yeah so. of course <laughs> no it's gonna be fantastic i'm so glad we got to chat me too about everything we did it was a great episode. you're a wonderful friend oh thank, thank you, you. So you i'm well. really excited for this podcast awesome. i hope it goes everywhere uh, yeah it's gonna go to the right people yes. and uh i think it will i think it will go far and wide to all the the bigs and littles and middles and everything, everything in between. In between. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> well, thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you next time. 
And goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening.